The Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins and serve thee with a quiet mind, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 4 is on page 347. And afterwards we'll do Psalm 8 on page 350. So beginning with Psalm 4. Hear me when I call, O God of my righteousness. Thou hast set me at liberty when I was in trouble. Have mercy upon me, and hearken unto my prayer. O ye sons of men, how long will ye blaspheme my honor, and have such pleasure in vanity, and seek after falsehood? Know this also, that the Lord hath chosen to himself the man that is godly. When I call upon the Lord, he will hear me. Stand in awe, and sin not. Commune with your own heart, and in your chamber, and be still. Offer the sacrifice of righteousness, and put your trust in the Lord. There be many that say, Who will show us any good? Lord, lift thou up the light of thy countenance upon us. Thou hast put gladness in my heart, yea, more than when their corn and wine oil increase. I will lay me down in peace, and take my rest, for it is thou, Lord, only that makest me dwell in safety. Psalm 8, O Lord, our governor, how excellent is thy name in all the world. Thou hast set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of very babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. When I consider the heavens, even the works of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained. What is man that thou art mindful of him? and the Son of Man, that thou visitest him. Thou madest him lower than angels, to crown him with glory and worship. 
Thou makest him to have dominion of the works of thy hands, and thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. All sheep and oxen, yea, and the beasts of the field, the fowls of the air and the fishes of the sea, and whatsoever walketh through the path of the seas. O Lord our Governor, how excellent is thy name in all the world. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the first chapter of the book of Ezekiel. Now it came to pass in the thirtieth year, in the fourth month, on the fifth day of the month, as I was among the captives at the river Chabar, that the heavens were opened, and I saw visions of God. On the fifth day of the month, which was in the fifth year of King Jehoiakim's captivity, the word of the Lord came expressly to Ezekiel the priest, the son of Buzi, in the land of the Chaldeans by the river Kabar, and the hand of the Lord was upon him there. Then I looked, and behold, a whirlwind was coming out of the north, a great cloud with raging fire engulfing itself, and brightness was all around it and radiating out of its midst like the color of amber out of the midst of the fire. And also from within it came the likeness of four living creatures, and this was their appearance. They had the likeness of a man. Each one had four faces, and each one had four wings. Their legs were straight, and the soles of their feet were like the soles of calves' feet. They sparkled like the color of burnished bronze. The hands of a man were under their wings on the four sides, and each of the four had faces and wings. Their wings touched one another. The creatures did not turn when they went, but each one went straight forward. As for the likeness of their faces, each had the face of a man, each of the four had the face of a lion on the right side, each of the four had the face of an ox on the left side, and each of the four had the face of an eagle. Thus were their faces. Their wings stretched upward, two wings of each one touched one another, and two covered their bodies. And each one went straight forward. They went wherever the spirit wanted to go, and they did not turn when they went. As for the likeness of the living creatures, their appearance was like burning coals of fire, like the appearance of torches going back and forth among the living creatures. The fire was bright, and out of the fire went lightning, and the living creatures ran back and forth in appearance like a flash of lightning. Now as I looked at the living creatures, behold, a wheel was on the earth beside each living creature with its four faces. The appearance of the wheels and their workings was like the color of beryl, and all four had the same likeness. The appearance of their workings was, as it were, a wheel in the middle of a wheel. When they moved, they went toward any one of four directions. They did not turn aside when they went. As for their rims, they were so high they were awesome, and their rims were full of eyes, all around the four of them. When the living creatures went, the wheels went beside them, and when the living creatures were lifted up from the earth, the wheels were lifted up. Wherever the spirit wanted to go, they went, because there the spirit went, and the wheels were lifted together with them, for the spirit of the living creatures was in the wheels. When those went, these went, when those stood, these stood, and when those were lifted up from the earth, the wheels were lifted up together with them, for the spirit of the living creatures was in the wheels. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth 
all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the Gospel according to St. John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness of him and cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness we have all received, and grace for grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, who is in the bosom of the Father, he has declared him. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us and grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state, 
and mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that make us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, we beseech thee mercifully to receive the prayers of thy people who call upon thee, and grant that they may both perceive and know what things they ought to do, and also may have grace and power faithfully to fulfill the same, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who by the leading of a star didst manifest thy only begotten Son to the Gentiles, mercifully grant that we, who know thee now by faith, may after this life have the fruit fruition of thy glorious Godhead through the name, same thy Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time and rest in quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. It's kind of interesting evening tonight with our scriptures. We have, we're, we're, we're starting two books. We're starting Ezekiel, and then we're starting uh, the Gospel according to St. John. And we're getting a little bit of an opening from each one of them, an introduction and each of them have something a little bit similar about them. So I'm going to talk about Ezekiel and then about John, and I'll see if you can pick out the similarity here that we came up with, or that I came up with. Um, Ezekiel, uh, the name means strengthened by God, and that was uh, very prophetic about him because he had to be strengthened by God to do what he had to do. In the first few verses, it says in the, in the 30th year, and it's believed that the um, the year 30 was his age, because that's the age when priests are, um, they, that's when they commence serving in their office. And he also said it was five years after the um, King Jehoiakim came. So we believe that Ezekiel was 25 when he was taken into captivity and 30 uh, at the time of the uh, his call as a prophet. And we know the reason, or some of the reason for the, him being called as a prophet is the people had just gone into exile, and they have a bunch of false prophets running around. And I think we've talked about that from, from another book. But the false prophets were running around and telling uh, the Israeli people that, don't worry, we're going to get out of here real soon. And Ezekiel um, didn't have the more popular message, but he had the truthful message. And so um, we get this introduction very, very briefly. We just get in verse 3 that the word of the Lord came expressly to Ezekiel the priest, the son of Buzi, or Buzai. And so that right after that, we go right into this vision and the oracle and the beginning of his call. So what we're going to find in the book of Ezekiel is that he is called to be a prophet and that God um, props him up. And um, like any person, he, he's got emotions and ups and downs, but God's always there with him. And that's something to remember. So the vision was really, really intense as, as it was being read. Um, it was pretty detailed and it was about um, all these the, the below the throne of God, these creatures that were there. And um, I don't know if it happened to you as you were listening, but that that was um, 
pretty awesome sight that he must have seen. They were, you know, jumping around like lightning. They had four faces. Uh, they were probably like something nobody's ever seen before. And um, and so that was these futuristic like characters are there, and he hears a voice um, out coming out of that. And the and the purpose of the characters is it's kind of a symbolism, and it's to convey the all encompassing majesty of God. And so what happens is we're describing these characters and we're getting this impression that this is, you know, really awesome. It must have been really something to see, like, you know, like uh, better than the Disneyland fireworks show. This was really incredible, but it's nothing compared to our God who they were just servants of. And it's really interesting because the cherubim that they described, they had uh, representing the highest forms of life. They had a man uh, who was created by God. The lion who was king of beasts was one of the face. The ox was chosen, he's foremost of the domestic animals, and the eagle, who is chief of the birds in the air. And so they have all these things, and yet they are nothing in, in, except servants to the Lord. And so that's uh, something to remember, too, that these throne attendants were really something, but they, they uh, understood their, their part as servants. And I think one of the things that happens with us sometimes is, is we have a tendency to start thinking we are more important than than God himself. So Ezekiel was told that he would be sent to the people and he, his message would contain warnings and woes, which means it wasn't always good, but he would find them sweet. And we'll find out about chapter three, how that works. Um, I mentioned the false prophets, which was the, the whole reason for Ezekiel's ministry and his call. And um, I wanted to mention something about prophets in general, that sometimes it wasn't just them speaking, it was their whole life that changed. They, when you were called to be a prophet, uh, it wasn't just like, go say this and then you're done, or you know, you preach on Sunday morning and you're done. You live the life of a prophet. And as we've read from some others, you can lose a wife, you can lose family, something can, can happen to you, but it was all part of the message to the people that God used you as a messenger. So um, here's some key thoughts that you'll see a few times in Ezekiel. The hand of the Lord was upon me. Uh, that's in there four times. And I just mentioned he uses uh, his whole life, visions, prophecies, parables, signs, and symbols to proclaim, and he dramatizes the message by his action. So the chief theme that I think is uh, probably a couple of things, but the chief one is about God's holiness and sovereignty. And so even though Babylon and Assyria have taken the Israeli people hostage, God is still sovereign and in charge of all things. So, and I think the purpose of this whole thing is that we're gonna show that God will triumph and that people, this is the probably the real um, key thing to remember and it's, and it's from there is know that I am the Lord. And so that's really uh, important. So we're just starting Ezekiel tonight. So um, as I wrote notes a little earlier, I said, so hold on to your hats because we're going to begin a message and Ezekiel's pretty interesting as we go through it. So moving to the gospel, this is the gospel, a gospel that doesn't start with a historical Jesus. It starts with a, an introduction to the word and um, who the word is not necessarily identified right at the beginning, but at the end, it's Jesus is the word. And so some things about the word, the word created the world, the world word was, was with God. And uh, most importantly, the word was God. And this is where we're building our Trinitarian theology from that, that um, Jesus was God incarnate. And no man has seen God at any time, but then yet they've seen Jesus. So, yeah, this is the, the incarnate form of God that we do see. 
And it's a, a Christian prologue. There's a lot of thought about the word being a Greek thing. And, you know, he was talking to trying to make the Greeks happy or uh, ministering to the Greeks. But this is really uniquely Christian, this this uh, part that John wrote. And so um, uh, another mention, like in the first few verses, we hear about John, but he's speaking of John the Baptist. But he never directly mentions himself. And the reason for that is he, we believe the Apostle John was much older when he wrote. He was really, really well known and respected. And so he didn't have to put his name on there. They knew it was him. Um, and he did refer, had a name he referred to himself. And just think a minute if you can remember it. And I'll tell you, it was um, the disciple whom Jesus loved. That's how he referred to himself. So no mention of his name was really necessary. His readers, the readers of the time clearly understood that, that it was uh, St. John who was the gospel's author. So two gospels tell what their purpose is. And uh, the Gospel of Luke starts out, most excellent Theophilus, I'm putting this together so you can know. And in John also, but his his purpose, Luke starts with the purpose of his Gospel. And, and John's purpose comes about just before the last chapter in chapter 20. And he says, these things are written that you may, may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. And I think that's really, really important for us to remember that it's most important that that we believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that we may have life. Um, just had a little personal incident where a friend and a neighbor had passed away. And um, one of the things that I think of, especially as I get to my age, is you know at some point this life ends. And it's really tragic when we think that um, somebody could end and have not have had the opportunity to know and believe in Jesus. So that's what the prophets were called to do, was to um, speak the word of God and uh, make, make his glory known. Uh, of course, the apostles and the disciples, and we ourselves are called to do that. So uh, I think as we go into John and we go into um, Ezekiel, you'll start maybe feeling as, as we start moving kind of towards, we're starting to head towards the penultimate moment, which is the Easter, Easter um, holiday or service or um, anyway, the Easter, Easter is, the, is that moment and the resurrection of Jesus. But that we'll be thinking a little bit about what we need to do for ourselves and, and maybe how do we let others know about all this. So just a few thoughts on the scriptures and um, we'll move to the intercession on page 590. And accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands that they may punish wickedness and vice and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations, friends and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, especially those for whom we make our private supplications. 